Hey, this is Koi. Welcome back to the Soul Army podcast. This week we had a chance to sit down with a member of the Yaku Corps team, which was fantastic. They're a team with a very large vision and also a really solid history of execution, so um, really enjoy talking with them. As usual, there is ad space available on the podcast. If that's something that you're interested in, please feel free to go over to the Soul Army official Twitter. You'll see a form in the pinned tweet there. You can fill that out and we'll get back to you and get in touch and figure out uh, figure out how to make something work that works best for uh, for everybody. Another announcement for today is that uh, it's actually, I believe we've touched on this before, but really excited that we are going to be opening up a much larger slate of podcasts. You may have noticed a little bit of irregularity here with the podcast. That's in part because we are... Uh, we're increasing the slate of podcast shows that we're doing. We're going to be having an art podcast. We're going to have a founders podcast where we discuss things that are going on behind the scenes. And we also just hang out and let you get to know us a little bit better. We're going to have some other ones that we're working on right now. I can't really name all of them because some of them are more concrete than others. Uh, there's a potential for a women of web three podcast. Um, that's looking pretty good. There's, uh, there's even a chance that we're going to branch out to non-NFT-related things because Web3 isn't only NFTs. So, um, you know, just keep your eyes peeled, and I hope you're excited for that because I tell you what, it is, it's going to be a lot of fun. Enough of me talking, though. Without further ado, here is the Yaku interview. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back to another Soul Army podcast. Today we have Grim from the Yaku team. So, Grim, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be here, everybody. Uh, very excited to be on here with the Army. Uh, I am the lead guy for marketing for the Yaku Corp project. Uh, been with the team since late November, early December is when I joined and very excited to be here. Very excited to continue building. Uh, been in the crypto space for a couple of years, but really found uh, soul NFTs and fell in love uh, middle of last year and just haven't looked back since. It's been a, a huge uh, time suck of mine and occasionally a wallet suck, but uh, loving every minute of it and very excited to be here. That's awesome. And like for those who haven't read the Yaku white paper and got to know a little bit about you, obviously your background was in marketing and PR before this, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So my degree is in public relations and 90% of my professional career uh, after having graduated has been digital marketing. So I, I was lucky enough, I started with a medium-sized company where I got a lot of exposure to really just all facets of uh, business. It was a, <clears throat> excuse me, it was a franchise company. So I, I got a lot of insight into how do these franchises work? You know, looking at things like a PL from a small business standpoint on how do you monitor your your labor percentages, your cost of goods sold, things of that nature. But uh, my wheelhouse was digital marketing and was able to go from doing very small social media campaigns at sort of the onset of utilizing social media at the company as a whole to operating uh, what turned into being a seven figure, uh, seven figure. Uh, Oh, you know, the word budget, that's the word operating a seven figure budget, uh, 
for digital marketing and being able to do some cool things like filming commercials. Uh, I tell everyone my best day at work ever was when I got to film a commercial with Patrick Mahomes after negotiating with his agent for a few months. Uh, so I kind of hang my hat on that was the best uh, quote unquote day at the office. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's, that's a little bit of my background. Uh, really excited now to be doing the same thing for Yaku and growing that project as well as I think, uh, and something we may be talking about later on here today, uh, trying to just grow Solana as a whole and get, get new people. Yeah. And like, that's awesome. And like one thing, like I kind of always preach when it comes up, but is how much connectivity there is between web two and web three and how some of these skill sets, as much as we preach the skill sets people develop acting in web three, there's as much transverse connection from like your real world position to what you're doing now. So that's, that stuff's awesome there. Oh yeah, man. I think, uh, Obviously, there's some very specific skill sets needed for Web3, right? And I'm, I'm the first person to always say I am no dev. <laughs> I, I, I like to joke I'm a glorified mouth. Uh, but those real-world things, I mean, these these projects every day become more and more like businesses. And so they need people that are going to put the time and energy and effort into them just like they would a real-world business, you know? So I got to say, the, the Yakucorp name has – I mean, Yakucorp has really made a name for itself over the last – month or two here you know plenty of hype uh excellent execution you know people can expect a level of quality to come from this team so you said you're working on it back in november december like that's a pretty long time uh, how has it been through the last couple months of you know grinding on this pretty much yeah you know it's been an interesting journey so when i first joined the discord server for Yakucorp, it only had like 500 600 members and i had reached out to our team lead and the founder dai shizen was like hey man i'm just curious you know what are you doing to market your project because it seems like it has a lot of potential i'm really excited about what you got going on here but i just there's very little hype about it and we sort of just formed a, a friendship at first talking in dms kind of exchanging ideas you know and Eventually, that turned into him offering to bring me on as a part of the team to help out. And I would say, really, the, the biggest thing has been not, I guess, hustle seems like such an overrated word, but literally, that that is what <laughs> it has been. Um, and I guess the tactical uh, version of that for, for people who are out there who are like, okay, hustle is a really obscure, strange term. I'm not sure how to like practically implement quote unquote hustle, as you put it. Uh, some of the things that we were having to do, you know, I would say the easiest way that we grew our following as an example on our socials was, was easily without a doubt through collaborative giveaways and things of that nature, which kind of sucks because it seems like a pretty low bar, but it is what it is. Everyone in the space is excited about an opportunity to get something for free. And so those sorts of things always tend to do well um, without naming any names. I can tell you an ex uh, there's one account that I'm pretty familiar with a guy runs. He has grown his following on Twitter in the course of three months from like 32,000 followers to, I think he's now at 105 and all of that growth has come almost exclusively as a result of giveaways. And the collaborative part is really important. So probably the first really big collaborative giveaway that we did actually was with the bounty hunter space guild. And we created for them a one of one bike did a giveaway for the one of one bike that would be airdropped, you know, after the mint took place to the winner and it went over like gangbusters. It was really, really an exciting thing. And so we ended up doing a total of 20 uh, one of one bikes that we could do as collab giveaways for 
different collections that we liked. Uh, we actually have one in our DAO wallet right now that we're planning an upcoming giveaway with still that we've been holding on to with a pretty well-known collection. So for any of you out there, uh, keep your eyes open for that coming up in the next week or so. But I, I would say that's honestly the, the biggest thing has been to leverage other brands that we could build trust with by, by showing, hey, we're a reputable team. We're real people. We're not going to disappear after this giveaway. We're looking for long-term partners in addition to this short-term giveaway and building that trust. And obviously that's not possible with everybody. I, if I show you some of the old DMs that we sent from the Yakucorp account, you know, months ago, it was left on red, left on red, left on red. You know, it's, it's truly a grind of trying to find someone who's open to working with you. And then of course, convincing them that, Hey, we're, we're legit. This is, we're not going to disappear overnight. And we also want to provide some value back to you long-term as well. Yeah, it's nice that you touched on that. It always is. And we preach this too, but collaboration over competition, you know, the space that we're in is, it's so easy to, to team up and work together and leverage followings and audiences. And, you know, there's enough pie to go around. You might as well share the slice and everyone can succeed together. I got to ask though, where did the idea, if you know, for Yaku Corp come from? Who thought of this cyberpunk metaverse? Okay, so strap in. So uh, this. All right, I'm strapped in. Let's do this. Okay, me too. So this project literally, and this is not a, this is not hyperbole. This is not a joke. It started uh, initially all the way back in the minds of Daishizen and Kodama, who they're brothers, and they're the original founders. Uh, we're talking all the way back in like September. Nice. And the idea was, hey, man, we like manga. Let's just do like a manga-inspired profile picture project, full stop. That, that was the project. And, and now you can see where we are. <laughs> um, so it just continually grew. So it went from this manga profile picture to, okay, well, what if we created like a, a mangaka studio that was a part of this? Well, also, uh, Dai Shizen has a background in... 3d modeling on the side and for fun and he's a self-taught 3d modelist and he's a part of a couple 3d modeling uh, like groups and private collectives and he was like well if we're going to do the the manga picture wouldn't it be cool if we had like a 3d avatar that went with it like the metaverse is becoming more of a thing right so that would be kind of cool if we also did an avatar that went with it and then that turned into Ooh, what if we what if we had like a bike or something they could race on and it, it has just slowly snowballed to okay what if we just take this and make it an entire metaverse we create an entire new world that is strictly these 3d avatars uh that is still inspired by the manga anime backgrounds that kind of what we started with and what excites us and what we're all into personally in our free time uh but let's just keep growing this thing and it just continues to grow i mean it seems like almost every day we are just giving ourselves more work. <laughs> you know, it's that's one of the things I've noticed is kind of a trend with products and projects that are doing well is that it it, it starts it's like a snowball, right? Like it starts as something small, like a profile picture like you said, and then it people with good ideas come together and it's whether or not they can execute on these ideas that that really sets them apart, but uh, having having that crazy process of like, what if they had bikes to ride on? Like, I love that. That's 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 the exact type of like weird thing that would pop up in a conversation. And 
you know, some people would say, oh, yeah, that'd be nice, but we can't really pull that off. But you guys were like, no, let's do it. Like, that's I love that. Um, I, I, I see a lot of that in, in the conversations I have with these guys. Like, it, there's a lot of like, what if we did this? And it's just off the wall. Right. But that I think that's a sign of changing the meta, which is a big part of this this space. It's also just healthy. Right. I mean, any any good team, if you want to continue to build and innovate and add value, it, it should not be a space where an idea is immediately shunned. Like, is every idea possible? Definitely not. Uh, we have had lots of ideas that have been brought up that we've been like, dude, there's no way. Like, on, <laughs> in, like that sounds sick. Don't get me wrong. But time to implement, cost to implement, what other things we're going to have to put on the back burner to prioritize that? Like, there's no, there's just no shot, right? Yeah, like, it's not going to happen. Absolutely. Uh, but you should at least be able to have that conversation and and figure that out. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you know an interesting thing going forward, and this is just kind of a off the wall thing here, but I'd love to hear things like that, that like the cutting room floor, right? Maybe we should start right. asking, uh, bringing projects on specifically occasionally to talk about like what was on the cutting room floor. What were your craziest ideas that you didn't go with? I think that that could be uh, absurdly interesting, actually, because it would also let you know sort of the the thinking behind the teams, right? Like, what what was it? What was the deciding factor for this idea that was the step too far for you to implementation? Right. Right. Absolutely. I could tell you one thing on the uh, on our cutting room floor. I can give you just just an example. Is uh, we had originally at some point talked about creating our own, and I guess this hasn't necessarily been one hundred percent cut, but it's definitely been put on the back burner for something we'll circle around to later in the future. Uh, we had looked at the viability of creating a sort not necessarily a launch pad, but I guess more like a, a marketplace for specifically gaming apps. Because right now I think one of the hurdles for people like us who are developing on Unreal Engine, you know, it's not web-based, it's app-based, is where do I go to download the app, right? There's no Steam for Solana NFTs. And so we had talked about what does it look like if we roll this out and we create this, the quote unquote steam of Solana NFTs? And I think that it's a big undertaking and it's just outside of, you know, like our, our core deliverables that are the most important right now. Uh, so that's that's one thing that's been cut out and it's been cut out pretty pretty exclusively due to difficulty to implement and how much time and resources it would take to, to get it going in a timely manner, you know? Sure, yeah. Because like that's, like you said, that's a huge undertaking. And I, I think there's a lot of people thinking along the lines of of that right now like a lot of people would love to do that but i think most people realize like good god like we're not gonna be able to do anything but that so steam grim's a gamer um i i do games <laughs> yeah, sometimes man. and watch an anime you know we're, we're just out here living the web 3 dream no kidding, you gotta man. have a release you gotta have one in this space you gotta have someone you just Preach. absolutely like fuck off to and go enjoy for a couple hours at the end of your day or you just go stir crazy I'm going to expose Maddie right now. You know what he does? He goes, my brain moves so fast all the time during the day that when we finally get a chance to record these podcasts, homie has a game of TFT on the side. Yeah. Like, and I, he's just, he's just chilling. That's okay click, though. Click, comment, listen. And it's just, it's a vibe. It's an absolute <laughs> vibe. Oh, well, general didn't believe me when I told him I did it. I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> like I, dude i've done it i've done it on a couple episodes it's just like i love the conversation but like i can't stop like it's perfect for the space where we're working because the space doesn't really let you but you get these odd moments of downtime like man like i can do both and get away with it and it goes good i'm like perfect fuck yeah like i'm here for it 
Oh, and like you said, if you can't do that, you'll literally go insane. Like you'll Dude, lose your shit. We introduce absolutely. Um, go outside Sundays as a way to uh, like help mitigate and avoid burnout. And the first weekend we introduced it, Maddie comes to me and he goes, "This is pointless. I'm grinding today. Next weekend." He goes, I'm so glad I'm taking the day off, man. <laughs> so I can't imagine how much you guys must, uh, especially with how busy Yaku's been lately. Like, have you had time to take breaks? I mean, uh, it depends a little bit. I'm in a, I'm in a particularly uh, odd spot because I still have a nine to five. So I'm, I'm really totally. doing uh, all ends of things firing away right now. So luckily my nine to five is outside sales and I'm not ordinarily actually working the full nine to five. Don't tell my employer <laughs> that, obviously. But uh, so I, I get some nice flexibility there. But uh, honestly, man, for me, so uh, I relocated for work about, oh, it's been nine, 10 months ago, uh, moved 1700 miles to a, a whole wow. whole new state, uh, chilling, chilling out in Oregon now, and really have used that time as an opportunity to, you know, focus on uh, personal development and uh, getting, getting everything together in life. So honestly, my day to day right now is wake up check discord <laughs> and Twitter and all those things first, uh, check in and do the, the work email thing, you know, see how, make sure there's nothing that's fallen apart immediately. Uh, do the nine to five thing realistically more from like 10 to three and hit the gym. I hit the gym every day. That's one of the things that no matter what is going on, I go to the gym literally every day for two hours and, uh, that's my big release. And then, and then I jump back into the NFT life for the remainder of the night, you know, and for me, that's, that's worked. Okay. For some people, I'm sure they would be burnt out and dying. Um, I haven't, I haven't had too much of that yet. Personally, I've been doing okay. Yeah. And like, here. honestly, Oregon too, for like those who haven't been like, how are you liking it? Cause like, I've been down there a few times, absolutely in love with, like, I've been to Portland primarily when I've been, but absolutely in love with like just the city and Oregon in general. It's just so i'm in southern oregon and uh it's awesome highly recommend as far as like go outside sundays i don't i'm not convinced that there is a better place in the country for it uh i am quite literally an hour from the ocean and an hour from a ski resort so for me uh, i walk outside and there are granted they're small by comparison to like colorado but there's uh mountains right there in my backyard i always joke that i'm hiding in the mountains uh, there, I, there's mountains right there during the winter. There's, they're snow capped, you know, they're, they're gorgeous, even though it's a little more temperate where I'm actually living, where my house is. Uh, it's really hard to be, it's absolutely gorgeous. There's just tons to do outdoors. You really can't beat it. And the cost of living is a little higher, you know, than like uh, I'm from Missouri originally. So it's a little higher than Missouri, but it's not quite California expensive. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a pretty good, uh, middle ground for the most part, I would say definitely, definitely recommend. If you like hiking, if you like kayaking, if you like fishing, this is this is a great spot to be. Man, that sounds like tough competition with a galactic penthouse, if you ask me. So, <laughs> I gotta ask when initially when I saw the project and I saw bikes minting first, I was like, huh? Can you explain the the process of how the bikes tie into the capsules, which tie into the avatars for the people who have no clue? Oh yeah, absolutely. So for, for anyone who's new to our project, we have three collections under the, the full Yaku Corp umbrella. We have our motorcycles, uh, there are Oni SO1s, and then we have our uh, Capsule X, which is like your metaverse real estate. It's like an apartment. And we have our avatars, which are of course, you know, your, your playable body that, that run around. And people always ask like, what do I need? Grim. They're like, what are, what are, what's the combination of things I need if I want to play, if I want to join in? And so 
really the way that these three things break out is that number one, your capsule is your ticket to actually enter the open map of the Yakuverse, which is TBD, uh, you know, on, on the exact date on release and when that's going to open, but we're looking sometime still late Q3 of this year. And the capsule's really your your ticket into there. In addition to a capsule, you will, of course, need an avatar. Uh, however, it is not necessary that you have a Yaku X avatar. You can have that or any of the other integrated avatars, which is one of the uh, methods that we're going to be using really for, for growing this. Nice. So as an example, if, if the Soul Army ends up coming out with a 3D avatar someday for, for your holders, we would, for no charge, integrate those avatars into the Yaku uh, verse and they would be playable within it so you could sick go out and walk around as your soul army avatar um some examples of some collections we've talked to that i use frequently uh, jungle cats are one that we've already talked to that we've got them hooked in ready to go uh they're probably going to be the first demo we have of like another avatar that's playable uh but we've also already gotten files and talked to like uh, jelly beast bone world uh, we actually made for soul punks a voxel style 3d avatar for one of their soul punks uh, so that's something maybe down the roadmap we might be able to help other collections facilitate for right now we got a lot going on so no promises but um that's that's one of our rig, big key things for growth so anyway so so capsule is your ticket into the map as long as you have an avatar either ours or one from another collection uh, the capsule is where you'll also be able to upgrade and customize your assets so there'll be a wardrobe to upgrade and customize your avatar there will be a garage to update and customize your motorcycles and of course you'll also be able to do things in there like access yaku tv which will have connections to things like uh, online learning from fellowship dow you'll be able to access youtube through their audius streaming we're working with hawk site to get their tools available in there for holders of Hawksite, as well as some maybe uh, freebies as part of that partnership that would be available to everyone, some of the more basic tools and functions. Uh, you'll also be able to display your NFTs in like a gallery setting in there. There's going to be some retro games built in you can use. You'll be able to invite people over to hang out and chat and play. Uh, and we're really working on packing in as much utility in that experience as possible. If you do not have an avatar, you can still experience it. It'll just be in a first-person view, and you won't be able to access the app. If you don't have a bike, obviously you won't be able to customize your bike. But if you do have a bike, if you want to race it in the game, you will need an avatar. If you want to use it on the map, of course, you'll need an avatar and the capsule. And if you want to stake your bike long-term, you'll have to have a bike and a capsule because the staking mechanism will be done through within the capsule. So it's, I feel like it's, it's a lot of information going on there and a lot of interconnectivity, but that, that's sort of the, the game plan is there's a couple different combinations that give you a couple different added pieces of utility so that all of them have, one, their own value, but two, uh, greater value when joined together. I absolutely love that you guys are collaborating once again with these 3D models uh, and integrating those communities. I think... Um, I know Silvana was doing a similar thing uh, with their artists creating pixel versions, um, but I'm so happy to see that you guys are really tailoring the 3D ones and giving them a usage for that. So yeah, that'll be pretty wicked. I know it is a lot for those two uh, who are new to the project to absorb, but once you kind of get the hang of things, you know, you pick up your bike, you pick up your capsule, you make your avatar and you're fully in, you're going to 
it's going to be pretty smooth and pretty easy to, to operate this, this world. Absolutely. And we really want it to be uh, in a long-term perspective, so easy to understand and operate and that we'll have communication that's out there. We do have for anyone who wants to jump on our discord, a section that is uh, literally just entitled how the mints connect. And it's got a nice little infographic in there that shows you how all of the three different collections work together. But the goal is that, that it is so easy to understand in the future that even someone who's maybe not necessarily familiar with Solana FT NFTs at all would be able to come in and figure it out. Yeah. Like when I first looked at your project, I was, I had that initial like, Oh God, there is so much going on here. And then I like general said, once you kind of look at each piece, it just makes sense that they'd go together. Like, of course you would need an avatar to ride a bike kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like it, it makes sense right. <laughs> and it's, and it's going to be, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So one thing I looked at um, and I'm, I wanted to ask you about uh, with the pods with the, with the various different types of pods um, you're building, and I may be mistaken here, correct me if I'm wrong. Are you building a, a tower that people can actually like, is it going to be a, uh, not physical, but is it going to be a virtual tower people can visit, like where all the pods are, like the 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 condo building, basically? Oh, one hundred percent. So we we've got some sneak peeks of the first look at what is it the Yaku Tower dope. that will be visible. So imagine what you've seen so far, and just make it like without without hyperbole, uh, like twenty times bigger. So all of all of these buildings are based on like very real dimensions. So I'm trying to find here. I've, I've actually got a, a chat here uh, where I can tell you exactly how tall uh, Yaku Tower is. Because sort of how we're building this out, so you know, is that all of these capsules will live within Yaku Tower at the outset. So literally all 7,000 of these capsules will be in a single building. But as we roll out new DAO towers, there will be opportunities to uh, sort of tether capsules to whichever NFT is being logged in with. So what this means, uh, we have not yet announced who our first DAO tower partner is, but it's a really big uh, DAO collection. We worked with them one-on-one -on -one to make a custom building that matches with their own branding and themes uh, that was, you know, hammering on the different aspects that they were really looking forward to and wanting to implement. So when that tower goes live, it will not contain additional capsules. It will be populated with existing ones. And what will happen is the, the Yakuverse will recognize that you have uh, a piece from that collection and a capsule, and it will populate instead of in Yaku Tower, your capsule in this other Dao Tower. And so what we've had to do then is make these buildings uh, bigger than their actual likely utilization. So even though Yaku Tower will have room for all 7,000 of the Genesis capsules, uh, there's likely going to be a future state where there's maybe only 3,000 that are actually in it because the other 4,000 are either you know listed, they're uh, secondary ones that are in people's wallets, or they're in these other DAO towers. But it still needs to be large enough on the off chance that all 7,000 of them are within that tower that it can accommodate that. That sounds so cool, and there's. It sounds like there's space, especially if, uh, if some people's pods and things start going into other other towers. It sounds like there's space to add things, 
uh, other maybe other than just living quarters into the tower in the future. I mean, I'm not not going to try to get to spill alpha or anything, but uh, like maybe you know the word pod and podcast, and you did one of one bikes, maybe like a one of one podcast pod for uh, the Soul Army. I don't know, but yeah, anything is possible, man. You know, or you, we could have a, a radio tower that's home to many different radio shows. You know, that maybe the Soul Army collabs with us on. Oh man, that would be. I'm just, yeah. I'm just tossing just out ideas. Just tossing out ideas here. Yeah, you know, just we're just spitballing. Spit yeah, it's not actually a plan. NFA. <laughs> 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 no, but like I will say, you've talked a lot about the interconnectivity of within kind of the metaverse and the Yaku space environment, how all these things, but the tokenomics and staking are no exception to how interconnected all of these are. And I, in doing my research on you guys have been beyond impressed because so many projects more so develop these layer tokenomics and the things they can do with, I guess for your guys, your Yaku token as you go, but it's so well laid out to how it all works and like interacts within the greater space together. So I was just curious if you could like touch on that a little more and, talk to about because i get how the bikes and the capsules and the avatars all kind of have the different layers but there's just so much going on there yeah what we really honestly wanted to avoid was one um hanging our hat strictly on being a ponzi (laughs) because our our main goal is the experience and the world building right but we also understand it is important to have tokenomics that are valuable you know, we we don't want to say, hey, we're going to have an infinite supply of Yaku tokens that are out there and you'll be able to get 20,000 of them a day through XYZ. That's just it's not a, a good play to earn scenario if that's the case. So we wanted something that had some value that was fairly competitive, but that would have some long term capabilities And so that's sort of what we arrived at. And so for anyone who's not familiar with our setup, what we have done is we have uh, airdrops that are done weekly to holders that are tiered for the bikes, avatars, and capsules. And then there is a bonus if you are holding all three. So if you hold one from each, there's a kicker onto that that gives you an additional amount. And then the bikes can also be staked for additional Yaku within your garage. The other main way to get it that really is the the single largest allocation of these yaku tokens is through bike racing so there will be a racing game that's released uh, right about the same time as the open map towards the end of q3 this year where you'll be able to race for yaku and so it'll be uh you know the winner circle is who is getting that yaku so first second and third and obviously for that you know you could race an infinite number of times per day uh, I, I doubt that most people will be racing an infinite number of times per day. It's possible that it's impossible, excuse me, that everyone could race an infinite number of times per day, because there's always going to be some bikes that are listed on secondaries, right? There's going to be some people who own more than one, that they're only racing one at a time, things like that. But we really wanted that to be the emphasis. So of the total 500,000, uh, excuse me, 500 million supply of Yaku that can ever exist, uh, by my by my kind of quick maths that I did that I've got laid out in our white paper, uh, if anyone's interested in, in looking over that, is based on daily airdrops and amount that can be staked uh, over two years, those combined will only account for about a third of the total supply. And the other two thirds, we believe, will get eaten up during that same period of time through this play to earn racing variant. So we really want it to be 
uh, valuable experience to get on there and do the racing. Uh, and then we've also laid out, you know, in our store for how you can buy new things for upgrading your capsules, bikes, and avatars, uh, making sure that it's, it's easy to get some upgrades and difficult, uh, very difficult to get others. So I think uh, if you were holding an entire collection of the the three sets, right? If you had an avatar, a bike and a capsule and you were staking your bike, so you weren't doing any racing, it would take you like over a month to get enough Yaku to purchase one of the largest upgrades in the store uh, at a quote diamond level. And obviously this could potentially change in the future based on, you know, the practical implications of what's going on when this is all live. Uh, but that's, that's sort of the goal right now is that it would take you quite a while to, to save up for one of these highest tier upgrades and even then that's just a single upgrade whereas most of these assets could have you know several of those highest tier upgrades and over time as we roll out new ones you may end up having even more than what can be added onto a single asset right you may want to interchange between different skins between different headlights on your bike as an example things of that nature as new stuff rolls out holy smokes man yaku corp is next level <laughs> um yeah I'm, I'm so happy to hear you know that the team's constantly building and developing um and looking for growth. Um, so, well, speaking of growth, you mentioned earlier a little bit of onboarding was on the horizon. Can you tell us a little bit more about some plans and how you plan on attacking uh, that market? Yeah, man. So uh, for me, I, I have lately been spending a lot of time looking at what I think are uh, some some current red flags in the Solana ecosystem and the NFT ecosystem as a whole, right? And some of these are sort of anecdotal and it's more like social listening rather than like hard data. But uh, the two things that worry me, one hard data on number of like daily transactions and users on any NFT marketplace you look at, right? Magic Eden, OpenSea, their volumes are down significantly. Their track, their transaction counts are down significantly. Number of unique users is down a little bit, but is not growing anymore, which is a red flag, right? So that's that's number one is the the pot of people and the pot of dollars that are taking place and, and transacting in this space is not progressing the way that everyone would like to see it. Uh, number two, the general public, I think, just has some huge misconceptions about the whole world of NFTs. Uh, the other day, I think it was uh, Fortune that on Twitter posted an article about the, the death of the metaverse or something along those lines got a lot of traction. And if you look at the comment section, it is overwhelmingly filled with people who are excited at the prospect of the death of NFTs in the metaverse, that they're, they think it's a scam. It's a Ponzi, it's money laundering. Um, so that to me, one says that there's a really big gap in knowledge of the general public, right? If this is truly the opinion that these people have, they just need more info. Right, and they'll better understand what is the purpose of this technology, what is its value, what are the communities that are being created right now in this new Web three world. Right, if they if they had some more information, I think that they could be persuaded otherwise. Uh, and number two, it tells me that until that happens, the sort of negative growth that we've seen in the space lately, which obviously some of this is due also to lots of other things going on in the world, right? We've got a crazy mess over in Europe right now. The economy as a whole is in some weird place. Uh, so there's obviously more to it than just this. But I think that understanding that that's the general public's mindset uh, tells me that it's also going to be more of an uphill battle to continue to grow the space. So I would like to utilize some of my background in digital marketing 
and uh, any partners out there, which we could dive into this, of course, to do a campaign more focused at just general education of the space and trying to onboard new people into Solana NFTs. Because I think if people have more information, they understand how this technology affects their futures, uh, they'll be a lot more receptive to it. My my sort of go-to example, I had somebody ask me the other day, they said, hey, to, I, okay, you're telling me that it's it's more than just farm animal profile pictures. Explain to me how this technology is different. And so one of my favorite real world applications, and I think this could be true one day that this is a thing, it's not quite there yet, but I, I tell them, hey, I know you're an avid flyer, right? How's your experience flying? You know, do you love it? <clears throat> You've got TSA pre-check. Okay, sure. So you get through a little quicker, but you still got to show your ID, right? You still got to go online and fill out what do you want for your deep, what do you want for your meal? You know, what is your seat preference? All that. What if instead all of that was just a proprietary single piece of data that existed? In your Apple wallet, you've already got an Apple wallet, right? And you've got your your ticket that needs scanned and whatnot. But what if it had more information and it was impossible to be copied? And in that single ticket, you had your seat preference, you had your dietary restrictions, right? If you're gluten-free, if you're lactose intolerant, you've also got your security clearance in that same single piece of information and in that same piece of data. You've got your identification information on that single thing. And all of a sudden you have a, a curated travel experience that includes all of the necessary precautions, right? From a legal standpoint in a single piece of data in the, in the same technology that you're already using, right? And in a wallet on your phone, would that make your experience better? Would you think that would be a, a more unique and curated experience? And they're like, well, yeah, of course, that sounds way easier, but that's not real. And I go, no, no, no. Okay. It's, you're correct right now. It's not real, but this is just a very basic example of how this technology can fundamentally change these day-to-day experiences we have. And I think trying to paint these word pictures that, that give people a better idea of how things they are regularly experiencing can be positively impacted by this technology, uh, is, is a really important step to getting people to then invest their time and dollars here as well. Yeah. And like, I, I am so wholeheartedly in agreement with you on this matter like to me like i don't know when i talk to friends family stuff uh external to web3 and just nfts in general more often than not it's hey did you hear about that weird looking monkey it sold for four hundred thousand dollars and they're just like that's <laughs> right. fucking exciting and in reality like it gets so many people because they see that they're eyes get so big at the prospect of money they'll go learn how to they'll spend four hours loading up learning how to like set up a phantom or a metamask buy something it turns out to be a rug that look like that monkey and never touch nfts again and think it's a scam so like there's just so much validity and again it's not necessarily sitting there and like yelling at them being like you're wrong get it but like offering that door to be like make sense of it like giving that medium to be like instead of coming in and losing that four hundred dollars let's help you lose 200 and then make 600 and like that is i i think so big just not even i think for yaku but the space in general is just if we want as you said like magic eden's numbers and such have grown very stagnant and it's because it's a lot of recycled money and those who have stuck around long enough know and without bringing in that external funding and external interest, I, I don't know how much it grows. So yeah, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly in agreement with everything you just said. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, it's tough and it's going to be a, a good challenge, you know, to undertake. Uh, but it is a challenge at the end of the day, you know, trying to get trying to get information out there and grow the space. But it's it's very possible. And personally, I'm excited to to see if I can't help push the needle a little bit, you know. 
yeah, definitely one thing that that scares a lot of people away, I think, is especially in in the last few weeks, few months here, it's the toxicity in the timeline um, relating around NFTs, crypto. You know, people are always seeing like scams or seeing rugs. They're like, why do I want to come in here and put my money in here if there's a chance that, you know, someone steals from me, I lose this. So, you know, education is is big. You know, if you can help people understand um, and you can target these people who are potentially interested and maybe help flip the their thoughts to more of a, you know, this is something I, I could explore. I could check it out, see what's happening. Oh, hey, look, there's the metaverse. Like, I think it's definitely just taking that step to, I don't want to say convert them, you know, but introduce them and show them what it could be. Because honestly, I truly believe NFTs are the future, whether it's ownership, um, whether it's identity, all that stuff is going to ideally, hopefully be documented somewhere on the blockchain. So I'll be, I'll be interested to see what you guys, uh, what you guys do over the next little while. Well, I know that, uh, that is, that is part of your mission there at the soul army as well, right? Is this education and trying to work on getting new people excited about the space, right? Yes, sir. We are laying our foundations, uh, right now with the community and we're working on a bunch of really cool, uh, efforts and campaigns to to really tackle the the Web two world, uh, whether it's artists, uh, musicians, um, your grandparents, <laughs> uh, honestly anyone to <laughs> to teach them and help them along the way to to really onboard. Uh, you know, it'll start with Soul and it'll expand uh, across all the chains. But I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a really cool, um, really cool adventure. Honestly, yeah, my grandma's actually. My grandma's on her computer all the time, so she might be the perfect person to try Let's to Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it, dude. Operation Puppy Chulo, Grandma Grimm's Chulo. grandmother. Um, yes. Grandma Chulo, Tita Chulo. <laughs> Tita Chulo. I like that. So I got to ask, because we are kind of wrapping up uh, in terms of time, is there anything that we haven't touched on yet in terms of Yaku Corp uh, or anything that you just wanted to speak about? The floor is yours. No, man, I just think, uh, one, I really appreciate your time letting me come on here. Uh, really excited about what you all are doing. I I know personally I really appreciate uh, people in the space who are trying to contribute positively, like go out of their way to do so, and you all 100% definitely do that. So I, I really appreciate that um, because, it. I mean, look, some of it, the, the quote-unquote misconceptions that people have about the space are, are at least based in some truth, right? I mean, there are rugs that happen with some regularity. There are, especially lately, it seems, lots of negative interactions on the timeline between people. And none of those things help any of us out. So when there's people like like you all that are out there that are all about positivity and trying to help people, uh, I think that's that's hugely important. And I really appreciate and respect that. So I just wanted to give you guys kudos for what you've got going on. Appreciate that, man. Man, I appreciate that. It's yeah. all love. It seems like, yeah, indeed. I do have to say, it I do have to like say before Koi asks his his final question, um, I wanted to thank you personally for for hooking us up over at the Soul Army with some Yaku Corp spots. That was that was back when the Soul Army was super small. Uh, we hadn't even launched our NFTs or anything yet, and a lot of DAOs were kind of like, you know, sussing us out. Like, who are these people? Do they need spots in our project? So I appreciate you you taking a leap with us, uh, and our holders are 
mega fans. I was going to so. say, on the hidden, the hidden private public, I didn't know in a way. Kind of was a thing, kind of wasn't. But yeah, that was huge. Much, much appreciation for everything you guys have done for us. Yeah, absolutely, guys. No worries at all. And that, uh, that, that hidden secret public, public, <laughs> whatever controlled public meant was, uh, it'll, I think some people are always going to have some polarizing opinions on how that was. I'm so happy. That was a great decision. It got me in. So I am, I, you're not going to hear a goddamn complaint from me on that. So, <laughs> I mean, I think you'll have to, we'll, we'll have to do the same thing with the, uh, the podcast pod. It's going to have to be a hidden secret. Hey. Anyway, so. Um, okay. So we have one final question that is we ask it every episode or i ask it every episode and it's it's the toughest one yet this is the only tough question i think you'll you'll okay i'm ready all right what is your favorite sandwich oh shit yeah you weren't ready for that one so okay so i i think personally i have got to go with are, are we t- okay? So let me let me ask let me let me ask you a question about the question. Are oh, we talking yeah. like from a particular like chain restaurant? Are we talking like one that I make at home? Are we talking like a, a style of sandwich? Like what 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 sort of genre Whatever are we looking at here? Biscuit. I'm thinking kind of like yeah, I'm thinking like if you could have a plate appear in front of you and it's got a sandwich on it from anywhere made any way. What's your favorite sandwich? Okay, so I uh, have an unhealthy obsession with Italy, oh. and personally, if someone was going to drop the perfect sandwich in front of me, uh, I would want a nice, classic Italian sandwich that's got you know some prosciutto, some capicola on it, right? Ooh, like yeah. all of your all of your favorite aged meats with some uh, fresh cut mozzarella, right? And a little bit of some uh, hot pepper uh, relish on there with it, oh you my know, God. and on some on some nice toasted uh, either brioche or sourdough bread. Uh, that that's that's right up my alley. Maybe a little arugula on there because you need some greens, you know. Mm. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to toast sandwiches sometime. Like yeah. meet up in, in Oregon <laughs> up there and, and Yo, eat some, that. Eat some uh, Italians. That. Yeah, let's move in Italy and do it. Like, yeah, just with the obsession with Italy, I like. I'm 99 sure your favorite pizza spot has to be Sabaro then, because that's about as Italian as it gets. So, I I fuck heavy with Sabaro, yes. <laughs> like real that. fucking heavy. I mean, and oh god, I, I don't know if I can say this on this podcast. I, pizza's just a sandwich anyway, right? Okay, slow down, man. Slow down. <laughs> 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 all right well i i am very satisfied with your sandwich answer that yeah was dude i'm drooling that was I most important thing here to me <laughs> i just uh dude i don't know if you uh, i uh one time the longest vacation i've ever been on uh right after i graduated college i was like yolo and i went and did a two-month uh backpacking trip right just lived out of a carry-on and spent some time over in italy when i was doing that and man it just the the weather's great the vibes are so good the food is great the food's not like healthy but like we don't care you know and uh <laughs> we're just, Americans. Just, we don't care yeah fuck it you know it's it's like on par with cheeseburgers it is what it is uh as far as for healthy it's significantly better but so if you haven't been highly definitely recommend going it's it's totally worth it man i'm back there later this year so i'll have to I'll have to bring you a, a sandwich i'll drop it off in the airplane just can you just bring drop me that, like yeah. just yeah, just invite me Done. on the vacation, dude. I'll come. Yeah, like just invite Easy. us all. We'll just come. We'll be there. We can we can do a live a uh, live broadcast <laughs> next yeah. time, right? 
We can do, and we can host it from the <laughs> podcast. Oh, pod. man. The podcast. <laughs> from Sabaro. All right. Chill, <laughs> Mr. Pizza. Yeah, but um, Grim, you know, we got to we gotta say thank you and appreciate. I'm, I'm happy you were able to come on and represent the Yakucorp team. Uh, I bet the other two are super busy right now. So it was a, a blessing for you to come on and spend this time with us. Uh, the viewers are going to absolutely love it. And yeah, we're just beyond stoked to have builders and people like you in the space. So once again, on behalf of the Soul Army, thank you very much. No, thank you guys. I appreciate it. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we'll be doing this again in the future. I'm sure we will. Yes, At the rate y'all are moving, damn straight we will be. Jesus. I've already <laughs> figured that the uh, the first like in the title for this, I'm going to put it as the first Yaku podcast interview. So I did do one other one other podcast. The first with us. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, the yeah. first with you. Okay, I was like, damn, dude, because you could have done like the actual first first literally just a couple days ago. <laughs> oh, man, that's a bummer. <laughs> when Yaku Corp takes over the world, we'll be able to touch on that again. It's going to be the Matrix. It's going to be the Matrix when we plugged into the Yakuverse. Like, Christ. <laughs> I'm still just waiting to get my hands on that Zuckerberg full uh, full touch suit, you know, for, for research. <laughs> for research, absolutely. Just yeah. research. All right, we're going to have to cut this out before it gets a little too weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, guys. No, thanks again. I really appreciate it. it. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. We hope you liked it. I wanted to shout out the socials of the uh, the team that we talked about and talked to today. Uh, if you want to find them, you can find them on Twitter at YakuCorp, Y-A-K-U-C-O-R-P. And if you're looking for Poppy Chulo Grimm himself, his Twitter is at Poppy Chulo Grimm, P-A-P-I-C-H-U-L-O-G-R-I-M. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next episode.